Hi, and welcome to the first episode, the inaugural episode of the Coda Career Podcast. My name is Cameron Blackwood. If you aren't familiar already from YouTube, I'm an ex-technical recruiter who's now been a software engineer for the past two years. And this is where I interview people who have taken an interesting step into the world of tech. You find out what you can learn from them, their journey, things they do differently, etc. Today, I'm here with Nicholas, who I actually learned to code alongside. And we're going to discuss his journey into JavaScript, what he would do differently, and what he would advise people to do for their to get their first role in tech. So um, why, why don't you just introduce yourself uh, a little bit quickly, Nicholas? Yeah, so um, it's good to be here, um, Cam. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. So my name is Nicholas. Like you said, I'm a, I'm a developer. I've been a developer for the past year and a bit. So I've been, I started doing front-end development, developing development but now i'm moving on to sort of back-end development i'm still sticking with javascript so i'm doing i've done react i work with react on the on the front end and now i'm doing uh, node on the back end as well so yeah cool good stuff so to get things started why don't we just do a few quick fire questions so first off first and foremost what is your operating system of choice uh windows windows controversial yes. for programming i'm more of a mac man myself how come windows <laughs> I don't know. I've always I've always been a, a Windows guy. I've, I feel like his Mac is a bit overpriced as well, so I'd rather stick with um, Windows. <laughs> Even with the new M1 chip, so the Mac is pretty good. But you're yeah, 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 bit, bit of a Bill Gates fan. Um, <laughs> cool. And uh, what about spaces or tabs? How, how do you format your code? Uh, I'm currently using four tabs. Four tabs. Yeah, I'm the same. It just looks neater. It just looks yeah, neater. Yeah. Like you know, people try and tell me spaces are more specific, but. You know, I just like to uh, like to make things neater. That's and what it. about uh, particularly with current times? Are you pro remote work or pro office work? I feel like um because it's my first job in the industry, um and I've started the first job working remotely. I feel like I'm really eager to go to the office and sort of experience that office life. But I feel like after a few weeks, I'm gonna really miss going like working from the from home because I feel I feel like it's very convenient. So I I think I'll probably put myself in the middle. I would say I'm a bit of both. Maybe maybe a couple of days from the office, the rest of the day, so I'm working from home or the other way around. I think I think that would be the perfect perfect um thing for me. But when when you got 15 years experience, would be tempted to put the feet up by the pool, have some cocktails yeah, somewhere no, no, in the Mediterranean. After a few years, I'll <laughs> probably I'll probably take um remote uh, all day every day. Yeah. <laughs> Bang out some JavaScript while having a Peroni or something. That that, that would yep. be ideal. <laughs> or TypeScript these days. Both of yeah, us yeah. working with that now. Um, and that actually leads me on to my next question. What is your favorite programming language and why? I would say JavaScript. JavaScript is a programming language you can use front-end, back-end with Node um, TypeScript. So I would say 100% JavaScript for me. It's so versatile. If anyone comes up to me and says, Cam, I want to learn how to code, even if they know nothing about the industry, nothing about programming at all, say, just learn JavaScript. That's it. It's not the same as Java. It's JavaScript. Uh, <laughs> that it, you know, people like to name things to confuse people, but with JavaScript and Python, you can get anywhere. But particularly JavaScript in the current employment market, I, I totally agree. So that that's kind of the the quick fire questions uh, out of the way there. Um, so just just to uh, do, do you want to just give me a bit of background on yourself? Like, what made you decide to go into the tech industry? Like from from all the way through. Like, what was your first exposure to it? Why did you fall in love with this industry? Yep, sure. So um, I, I studied um, computer game develop, development at the university. It's something I did for the for the three years I, I was there. But um, I realized I was when I finished, I, f I realized it was a bit 
I guess everything's difficult, but I, f- I feel like the, getting into the gaming industry is a bit a bit more difficult than the, the other industries. So I started sort of looking at other other ways because it, it took me a, 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 and I was looking for a for a job, but then I, I wasn't getting getting any any luck. So I started looking for other ways I could um, put my programming skills into 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 work. So obviously I started looking at web development. It's something I started doing. Uh, we did the course together actually, where I was able to learn React, and that's what sort of kickstart kickstart my career. I was able to finally secure a job in uh, as a React developer. I moved on to the to the backend side of the of 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 the of the web development. So yeah, so sort of um quick um review of where I've how I've got to where I am. Nice. And how how do you find a difference between coding for uh, computer games and what was that using stuff like Unity and C Sharp? Uh, how's that different in your experience to uh, learning web stuff? Because a lot of people, and I'm I, I, not to put words in my mouth, but it sounds similar uh, to your story. They get inspired to learn to code via um, via playing great computer games. Yeah, so I've I've always been interested in computer games. It's something I've always I've always liked, you know, playing PlayStation, computer games, and everything. So I feel like when when I went from uh, developing video video games to web development, it was a bit different because when I was making games, we never used a database for anything. So it was storing all the you know the images and everything inside the actual project. It was nothing to do with um, um there was no backend in there. It was just one 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 sort of um thing and um. We never used so when I went when I went to actually using um, databases, it was a bit confusing because I, I didn't quite understand what um, what I was doing. So I guess it's sort of different in that way. But um, the, when it comes to the programming, I feel like it's very it's very similar. Yeah, it's it, it it sounds very similar. I mean, I've never done any gaming stuff myself, but that that sounds very interesting. And it, it it's interesting you, you you say that about the lack of database, and because I suppose really, unless it's an online game, like it's it's just an executable file on your on your uh, computer or, or your uh, console of choice. So obviously, that's changing a little bit with stuff like. Uh, Fortnite now the kind of always on games yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little bit old for that stuff at, <laughs> at, at 26 I, I'm, I'm not quite down with the kids anymore uh, but um yeah that that's really interesting and I can see well that will present different different challenges um and obviously it, it's they're, they're kind of it's it's a good gateway into get, getting into this and I've seen a lot of um I've heard about a lot of kids that are getting into like modding Minecraft and Roblox yeah. and that sort of thing and that's how they get inspired so you know if games are there to uh, to introduce young people into this into this industry that's that's definitely a great thing and um what what inspired you uh, what inspired you originally to do the um computer uh, computer games programming what was that literally from from playing games or was it like yeah, so do you I've do always, maths in school and that so i've always i've always wanted to you know I've, uh, before before you go into university playing video games i've always thought, mm. like looked at games and thought okay we could do this that way we do this this way maybe improve the game so i've always dreamt of sort of making that game that everyone's going to play so it's something I've, even though I'm doing something different now, it's something I'm still doing. I'm still going to be doing um, during my um, free time. It's not easy because when you when you work um, programming all day, for you to actually go and you know carry on programming even even after the you know the nine to five sort of day, it's not easy because it, it gets a bit tiring. So it's something I try to do a lot. So you know, just take some free time to actually um, sort of go to, into my own um, sort of um, projects. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely making no claim to knowing what running a marathon is like, but uh, mentally staring at a terminal for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's kind of the one foot in front of the other. It's it's one command in front of the other, yeah. one line of JavaScript in front of the other. So that, that that's interesting. Is there, um, is there any game that was like uh, 
the one that really inspired you, like favorite game of all time that you thought would be great um, to, yeah. to program yourself? I always, I always looked at um, GTA, actually, GTA. Um, GTA is very free. You can do a lot of things, but there's also a lot of things you wish you could do, but you can't do. So I've always thought about, you know, I'm, I want to make a game like this one, but allow the user to do everything that you can think of. Obviously, it's, it's something really difficult to do because there's some, you know, so much work put into it. But yeah, I've always looked at GTA and I thought, mm, there's a lot of things that could be done with that. Yeah, I think it's a massive project. Those sandbox yeah. stuff, especially the newer titles. I remember playing, um, I remember playing Vice City when I was six yeah. with my friend on on his old brother's PS2, and I remember both our mums finding out and well, we were in trouble. <laughs> Like yeah, <laughs> playing play, sort of stuff at eighteen when you're when you're when you're in year two, it <laughs> doesn't go down too well. Um, yeah, that um, that's cool, and I can yeah I can imagine the uh, the the amount of hours to, and the size of the team. Yeah, I mean, I heard that GTA Five had a budget of three hundred million or, or, or something crazy, and uh, yeah, it, it's interesting up, up here uh, in in Scotland, which is where I, where I'm based. For people that aren't aware, uh, we do have a very big um, computer gaming uh, industry in in Edinburgh and Dundee, and it's something that's really been an uptick, particularly in Dundee, that's provided a lot of jobs. So uh, yeah. it's a it's a very very cool sector that'll be interesting finding out more about. So I guess in your career as well, at the moment from from both the computer and the web, uh, the gaming and the website, uh, what what's been your biggest challenge so far? Would you say? My biggest, I think my biggest challenge was actually um, sort of getting into the industry. I feel like that was the biggest challenge. There's a lot of factors that you know, take into, the, into consideration finding finding your best, your first job. It's not just uh, your skills and what you can do. There's a lot of things that sort of take you away from having the, getting the job that you want. So I, f- I, feel, I feel for me, the hardest bit of everything was actually getting that first, getting my foot through the door. I feel like that was the biggest challenge. Yeah, there's a lot of misconception with progress and that kind of thing about it being linear and really it's it's the step zero to step one is the yeah. hardest part by far like if you ask me the same question i'd 100 percent say the same thing and uh i was already lucky enough to already be working in the industry uh albeit in a non-technical capacity so it, it's very tough to get the first job and that's a lot of the reason the motivation i have behind uh setting this podcast up is to is to help people yeah. um sort of get some advice from people that have been there and done it because the first step is the hardest but what i do love about this industry and we were talking about it just before um we we came on is the fact that we've been able to help our friends we're on sort of the course with um get get their first jobs and it's really an industry where people get an arm up um from from each other and having worked in in sort of sales kind of environments before (laughs) it can be very different so it's great um i mean unless you unless you poorly word a question on stack overflow everyone is always (laughs) very nice to each other yeah yeah (laughs) um cool and i mean kind of related to that is if you think back to the start of your journey being that when you left school and went to uni to, yep. to study or, or when you started looking for the web development jobs what what advice would you give yourself um if, if you could go back in time and speak to yourself i think the one advice i would give myself which is um i feel i feel like a lot of people make this mistake is um i would tell myself to stop looking at so many tutorials stop following so many tutorials and actually get hands-on because when you look at so many tutorials you you get things done you get things working but when you come to do it yourself you can't do it because you've been following someone else's work and i feel like tutorials are very i feel that like they're there to help you with small things not getting everything because you know you most of them don't really explain what they do very well so you get things working but you don't actually know how they work and i feel like that kind of that if you if you just 
keep following tutorials. That's going to bring you down by a lot. If you don't get handsome with the code, you're never going to learn. So I would say to myself, stop looking at so many tutorials and start actually working because the moment you start coding and you start coming through, uh, you start getting the problems that you actually need to solve. That's how you learn. When you start going on, on Stack Overflow, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then getting it to work, that's how you learn. Not following someone else's code and following a video and, and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because this is something I bang on about to everyone. <laughs> it's a hamster wheel. You, you, yeah. You're pushing and pushing and pushing and you feel like you're working because you're basically typing along uh, mm. with, with someone. It, it's like... Um, I can't think of a uh, of a good example, but it, it's like it's like trying to learn a foreign language by just writing stuff out on uh, on a piece of paper that you see on a wall. It's like going to uh, if I went to a restaurant in Paris, I don't speak a lick of French, and mm -hmm. I wrote out the menu in French, and I would expect to learn from it. It's yeah, like I don't yeah. understand what's going on behind <laughs> the scenes. Uh, that that's not the best analogy, but <laughs> that's the best I could think of in uh, in the moment. So yeah, I I, I definitely agree with you and. The, the solution I find is tutorials are, of course, great and really helpful and you can learn a lot from them. But what the best thing to do is to test your test what you've learned. Yeah. Say you've just learned a new framework in JavaScript, just go, go and build something small in it. So just go and build like something silly, like a calculate your age in dog years yeah. or something I, I built when I first learned React. Um, like it doesn't have to be something overly complicated, but as long as you can prove the concept that you've learned, it's... Uh, that that's the best way of doing it i think so yeah i, I totally agree with you and it, it's a huge thing people just get stuck doing tutorial after tutorial after. Yeah, i've seen people do it for years yeah especially those um three to four hour tutorials that you find on on, on youtube it, it at the end of the tutorial it gets you a good um project but you don't know how it works and then most of the times the the video might be outdated so when you come to actually um, maybe they're using node a different an older version of node you're using a new one when you come to build you know whatever it's not going to run and then you don't know what you're doing so you spend basically you, you've, got, you've gone halfway through the video two hours into the video in this four hour video and then you realize that it, it just doesn't work and you don't know why it doesn't work and it's, it's happened to i'm saying it because it's happened to me so I'm, i've been two hours into the video and it just stopped working and then i don't know what to do because i, I have no idea what i'm doing yeah it's so hard because it's it's funny you said that cause that literally happened to me <laughs> last Friday uh, okay. at my current job. I'm lucky enough that we get every other Friday to spend the day learning, and it, and it's yeah. great if you use it wisely. Which in this case, um, I <laughs> intended to use it wisely. I did a GraphQL course, didn't realize the video was the four hour video was from 2017, <laughs> and four 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 years in 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 software engineering and web development, especially time. That may as well be the medieval times, you know, it, it just, it was ridiculous because I, the annoying thing is I got about 60% in and then I realized, oh, none of this like works this way anymore at all. So what, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough that I'm experienced enough to realize what was going on and then go to the docs and kind of build my own thing. But I wouldn't have been able to do that, especially if I'd been just typing along. What I'd done was I, I, I looked at the, the tutorial leader and saw what he was doing and I built yeah. a similar, but not the same project. Uh, simultaneously and that that's the best way to deal with it but yeah you can really get bogged down and if you're stuck doing something you, you're that's outdated then it, or even just wrong because there are one yeah. there, there are resources out there that are wrong it, it's a very difficult thing to get stuck on like stuff like free code camp was always updated and that's what i recommend and a big tip as well is you can filter youtube videos um from ones that have uploaded in the past year yeah it's definitely a good way to go 
the other one as well is where you're um uh, it's in a language you don't understand because it's the only video you can find. <laughs> like I've I've had to try and follow alongs to ones in Hindi before, yeah. and stuff, and it's really yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, you always you always get. Luckily for me, I speak English and Spanish, so I've got a sort of backup just in case. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you've got like the second <laughs> Spanish must be. The, I think it's the second most popular language yeah. in the world after Chinese, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So you've got a lot of potential videos out there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so that, when I can't find something in English, I'll just type it in Spanish and just wish for the best. <laughs> I speak like a smattering of German, but um, all the German content creators just do it in English anyway, so yeah. <laughs> not even useful at all in that context. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 tough. Learning how to learn is a skill in itself. And, yeah, um, it is tricky. I I got stuck in a tutorial hamster wheel, a hundred percent. Like I definitely didn't. I, I definitely spent six months too long doing stuff and it was when I was still a recruiter and just spending an hour a day just solving like little problems on free code camp and actually I, I didn't know how to I didn't even have VS code downloaded I didn't know how git worked I was copy and pasting my code and putting it onto github like <laughs> I was just inventing the most complicated way to do source control which if you're if you're not familiar if you're listening to this because you want to get into code that's like me writing down my word document instead of hitting save like it was, it, it was very dumb. Um, so, you know, you, you can look back on these things and laugh and then hopefully just um, if one person listens to this and now uses source control properly, then my struggle is worth it for sure. Um, but yeah, so, so I mean, I guess onto the present day because we haven't really talked about it. Um, the present day for you at the moment, what, what stuff are you working on? What, what area of the industry are you in? What, what are you doing day to day? So at the moment, like I mentioned before, I'm doing backend stuff. So um, looking at APIs, uh, building services, um, basically crude. So create, update, um, um, delete. So that's what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis at the moment. We basically have a, a platform with updating the platform. So recently we got a couple of interns to help with the front end because front end takes a lot of work, especially the CSS. And I feel like we we, we just had too much work with in our hands um, to, to do. So we, we needed some help. So we hired a couple of interns and now we can focus on um, some of the backend stuff, which we had a lot of um, stuff we could, we had to do, a lot of optimizing and stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm I'm doing at the moment. Okay, cool. And the, the, the company you work for, what what's the product you're working on? Are you allowed, are you allowed to reveal much or is it classified? <laughs> no, no, no I, can, I can say it's, um, so basically we we sell a sort of, we've got two products. So one, one of them is to create virtual tours, 360 tours. It's like um, it's like how you view if, if you if everyone's been to Google Google Street View, so it's sort of like Google Street View inside a house. Mm -hmm. So we sort of offer offer the, the platform where you can build um tours. You can take the panorama pictures, three sixty pictures, pictures, link them together, and then you can make a house, and that's how you show um your your properties. And then we also have the second product, which is how um state agents show their properties viewings to other people. So we can show the house while you're um, speaking in the camera or just chatting as well, chatting on the, with um, text messages, not text messages, just a, um, like a, a chat. Oh, okay, the, just like board. just like a live, like yeah, a, yeah, like like a live chat. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for. And then, yeah, that's that's what pretty much what we what we do. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good product, particularly in COVID-19 exactly. era where <laughs> people are less keen on, on doing these things in person and, you know, as someone that has just moved 450 miles north yeah. uh, in my personal life, that, that sort of thing uh, <laughs> would be really useful if, if some of the Edinburgh estate agents had, had bought in. So that, that's a lead for your sales team. Yeah, and, and it, it saves a lot of time as well because there's you can when you're looking for a house, you can, you know, see a house, you see pictures of a house that you feel you think it's nice. But then when you actually see the house in real, 
real life, you realize this is actually quite disgusting. So it kind of saves a lot of time for the for the for the user and as well for the for the agent. You know, a lot of um petrol having to get to the to the to the um, to the properties and stuff. So it's quite good for the environment as well. Okay, cool. And you mentioned the front end challenges. Is that is that the biggest kind of challenge that that's facing you guys at the moment? Um, not personally. Um, I feel like um I've I've been working uh, front end for about a year, so I feel a bit comfortable. Um, in terms of challenges on the front end, I would say the hardest thing for me would be when you, when you have to um, make the website responsive because there's hundreds of screen sizes and to get all of them to work is really difficult. So when when you have the you know the laptops, the Retina displays, the the Macs, the the iPads, the iPhones, Samsungs. Um, all of that it becomes someone's a, Gucci smart fridge and that kind of thing. That's it like... becomes a, a pain, a, re, a real big pain, and because the um when you when you try to emulate it, emulate the any device on on Google, it's not quite the same. So sometimes you feel like something looks good, but when you test it on the actual device, it's, it looks completely messed up. Mm, that's so, yeah, a yeah. huge tip for anyone <laughs> anyone wants to learn responsive design. Don't trust DevTools; it's yeah. great. There's a there's a there's a program yeah. called um browser stack which is um browser stack okay. I don't know if you've heard about it. it's um it emulates I think it's they've got devices somewhere and you literally it they've got they've got a free trial so you can use it for one minute I feel like they've got devices somewhere in their company mm-hmm. or whatever and you can use you can browse through the website using their devices and you can use the dev tools as well so that would be a, an easy uh, the best way to do because that's that's how you can emulate uh, devices properly. But then obviously that's, that's really a bit cool. expensive. It's a bit, it's a bit expensive. We, you get you if you can do it in one minute, then you can, you yeah. can use a free trial. And you get a lot of devices. You can choose the the Apple devices, and you get literally all of them. So you basically got a minute per device. So you've got iPhone eleven, iPhone iPhone twelve, twelve C, whatever. I don't know seven, iPhone eight, iPhone ten. So there's a lot of devices, but bear in mind you've only got one minute, so you need to do it quite fast. I suppose it tests your uh, it's a test for UX designers there, isn't it? Like, can yeah. can you get through all the all, all the user <laughs> flows within a minute? That that's really cool because I I'm working on um, I'm working on a couple of React Native projects at the moment because I wanted okay. to give that a try and uh, I don't own an iPhone so yeah. uh, it's going to be hard for me to test the different iPhone sizes because yeah. um, I've only got an I've only got an Android I've got a Google Pixel and you know it's only one screen size so that yeah. that's really useful and that's really good to know so I'll definitely be be trying to add that will um help me out quite a lot so cheers for the tip there no um cool and there's been a lot of talk um over the past few years because of the nature of our of our industry of, of the uh the gap between the amount of people who the amount of jobs available but the amount of people who are skilled enough to fill, fill all those jobs and we're people that both kind of retrained into doing web development whilst mm. you came from a you came from a more technical background you'd already done the, the degree for me I, I stepped in from a non-technical side of things and what what do you think it should be done and can be done to encourage more young people to go down the path we have? Because I really enjoy my job, uh, as far as I'm aware, you do as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's how can we encourage more young people to 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 take this path and 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 find back take take these jobs that are, that are available for them? Yeah, I, I would say um when you when you start programming, this it's not just one path you can take. It's not like you can learn I don't know front end development and then you have to stick with front end development. It's, it's something you, you you can learn one language and then from that you can literally do so many things you can do back-end development you can work with databases eventually you can devops um security there's plenty of things you can do so even even if you if you think like oh, i'm only doing front-end right now you could be doing front-end right now but you could that could lead on to 
more better, better things if if i don't know if you're looking for something different you can also make a, a good living out of front-end development is there's a lot of things into it but from there literally you can do anything anything you want you can be a cto you can there's literally endless paths when when you when you get into the industry and i feel like there's a lot of people that feel like they might think they're not smart enough to do something like this but it's not really that's not really a thing it's not like because because people do i don't know web development or programming it doesn't mean that geniuses so i feel like that's a sort of stereotype that people need to get over yeah i i agree and whilst it's nice to have that reputation i know for a fact that I'm not a genius because yeah. I walk into a room and forget what I'm there 10 times a day. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not a genius. I just, I just know a bit of JavaScript. Like, uh, and you know, it's movies and that kind of thing that are portrayed the, yeah. the IT yeah. geek and it can seem intimidating. And uh, I was a bit worried about it big time. Like I was terrified of using the terminal uh, and, you know, we need to make it less, less intimidating. And, you yeah. know, you can, you can learn to code a little bit. And if you decide it's not for you, it's such yeah. a good springboard into, like, we know people that, you know, learned to code with us and then ended up doing stuff like product management, mm. which is still in the industry, still an awesome, rewarding career. And you can get a lot done. And it, it's um, product management as a particular job is, is a great path to being a tech CEO because you, you touch everything. Uh, so it, it's, it's such a good position to be in. And I really hope, uh, I, I mean, I, I believe there are some movements towards this, but if we can encourage more programming languages to be taught in school and that kind mm, of thing, just to yeah, get yeah. people in early on and m make sure the UK both stays as a good tech hub, but continues to grow as well. It's, it's a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, I would say I would say something else is that people think that when, when, you, when you start um, learning how to program, there's a lot of things you feel like you need to learn. You don't technically need to learn all of that. There's a lot of things where you... You don't know how to do you literally the, i think i would say the way you, you learn is that you you sort of come up with a problem and you try to solve it mm. and in the process of solving that problem that's how you learn i don't know in the, for example in javascript there's many functions you can use like there's mapping there's filtering there's find there's there's a lot of things which you don't really need to know off by heart even even someone who's been working in the industry for a year or two years it doesn't mean they know everything off by heart it's not something we use every day. So it's not, it, you don't need to feel like you need to learn everything off by heart in like to get a job. You just need exactly. to know the basics. Yeah. You need to know how to sort of um, solve problems and then you'll be fine. And you need to learn how to Google as well because yeah. that's, uh, the, you know, that's the most important thing. <laughs> Listen, most no important. one can be expected to remember all the syntax. Yeah. And, and you're right, most of our job is array manipulation. And it, it's hard to remember. Like, I remember having to Google the arrow, um, <laughs> the arrow syntax, like in a function and I have yeah. to Google it every single time because Ricardo who taught us how to code was more yeah. of a fan of the arrow function because it was more concise and I could never get my head around it. And one, one day <laughs> it just clicks and you can, you can just write it. Yeah, yeah. It's when you realize it's less scary than it actually is because all you're really doing is just, you're just manipulating some data structures. Yeah. All we essentially are are digital plumbers, except, if we break something, then we just break a website and the house doesn't get flooded with raw sewage. So actually we're under less pressure. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> not sure, not sure about the sewage analogy, but yeah. Um I think I think I think it's good. And I think hopefully, you know, we can encourage more um young people to uh, to to get into tech because the opportunities are there for them and uh, particularly as things are going remote as well. It's not like you have to be based in London anymore. You can be um, you can be based somewhere where you don't really have as many traditional employment opportunities as long as you have access to the internet. That's what becomes the great equalizer in today's economy. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, yeah, so I, I guess uh, to, to, to wrap up, um, what, what would you say the biggest thing you've learned from, uh, from getting into your career in tech uh, would be? And what would you say to someone who came up to you right now and said, I want to learn to code? What would you, what would you say to them? So uh, the biggest thing I've learned in terms of um, skills or in terms of what way? I would say the biggest thing, um, I guess technical skills, but also you've almost kind of learned about yourself and learned about how, how you work and how you can learn. Uh, so I, think, I feel like the biggest thing I've learned is not to, not to give up, I would say. There's a lot of, there's a lot of when, when, you're, when you're programming, there's a lot of, of days that you spend, you can spend all day trying to sort something out, trying to solve something that you've been working on for the whole day. You can, and it, it could drive you crazy. So it's not, and then the day after, because it's happened to me on a Friday, for example, I've been working on something the whole day and it's been stressing me out. Finish finish the day, come back on a Monday after I spend the whole Friday doing doing one thing, come back on a Monday, I'll solve the problem in like 10, 20 minutes. And it's because you feel like you spend too much time in one thing. So you need to sort of, I think patience is, is the key as well. And it's something I, I wasn't really that good at. I wasn't really patient, but I feel like it's, it's taught me how to be patient and how to not give up. So I feel like I think I feel I feel like that's um one thing I would say I've 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 been I've been able to learn. And if someone came, what's the second question? I'm sorry. I would say like if someone okay. came up to you and and said you wanted to, they wanted like if you had I don't know like your your cousin, your teenage cousin came up to you and said I want to learn to code. Uh, what what would you say to them? Um, I would say to them first thing you you need to know is. I would say the first thing you, you should do is ha- um, what sort of things you want to learn. So I think focus on maybe maybe one language, one sort of goal that you need to have. Because if you if you try to learn, if you try if you feel like um learning programming is learning Python, learning C sharp, learning C it's gonna drive you crazy. So you need to ch- sort of choose, maybe speak to someone that you know, maybe I can, you know, if they're asking me, I can sort of tell them, probably tell them to go through the JavaScript and path. So f- focus on one thing. And I feel like after that one thing, you become really good at it. From there, it's going to kick off. You know, it, you can, it could take mm-hmm. you to, towards uh, Python. It can take you towards C Sharp. Um, you can probably stay with what you learn. So, yeah. Yeah, it really snowballs, doesn't it? And, and you, you touched on a great point about uh, that. I, I like how basically the first thing you said was, well, you already know me. So let, let, let me help you out. It's building yeah. your network is, uh, and, and there's networking in terms of, how computers work for their notes as well because, uh, your personal network and that, that's one of the best ways to build your career because you can uh, meet people you can learn from get employed from get mentored by yeah. um, it's such a great way forward and um, you know it, it, it's it's really good just just get yourself out there get get to meetups and that sort of thing and it's uh, yeah it, it's really good and you know coding teaches you perseverance and it and it, it's humbling but it's so rewarding at the same time and um, as you say, you can spend all day doing something and then realizing <laughs> yeah, um, that, that, that you can solve it. And I, I find generally the best uh, the best debugging method for that is going for a walk around the block yeah, or yeah, yeah, um, exactly. if you're feeling uh, more lazy is making a cup of coffee so, <laughs> uh, or, or a monster energy drink, depending on what kind of day it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, that, it's been it's been awesome uh, chatting with you. And I, I think the amount of insight that, that, uh, that, that people can get from this. Uh, from your experience is really good and uh, you know I, I really appreciate your time and and that, thanks so much again and is there anything you wanted to say before before the end of the pod no I would just say um just one more final um sort of um tip I would say is that what when you when you're looking for your first job it's not all about skills um technical skills 
soft skills is plays a big part part in it. You can you can have someone who knows a lot, but then it can be someone who's really difficult to to work with. And there's someone who might not know a lot, might just know the basics, but it just makes it so so much you know peaceful working with them. Someone who's who doesn't know a lot but wants to learn and shows that that person's eager to learn probably is worth more than someone who's I don't know maybe a bit cocky and thinking that they know everything. Mm-hmm. So I would say you know if someone who's looking for a job. It's not all about the thing. Okay, technical skills play plays a big part. You need to know what you're doing, but also bear in mind that soft skills can get you very far. Yeah, Ricardo taught us that the guy who taught us how to yep. code was that it's sixty percent soft skills, forty percent technical skills, and um, what a segue this is because I can plug my YouTube channel. If you want to learn <laughs> the soft skills, there's plenty of technical tutorials out there. I don't do those because I'm not a senior engineer yet. But if you want to learn the soft skills, I give plenty of tips on interview prep, like what to work on, how to stand out from the crowd as a junior developer. So thank you. I'm sure that was entirely your intention to set me up there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it was um, great to catch up, mate. And uh, really appreciate uh, you taking the time. And uh, yeah, thanks again. And if anyone uh, has any questions, please reach out and uh, we can can answer. But yeah, thanks again. Uh, This has been Cam Blackford uh, with uh, the Coda Career Podcast. Thanks very much.